0: rock and don't forget to check out our website www.hisheartline.com we're happy to have you let's get started
1: good afternoon good evening good morning wherever you're at in the world i don't know if you're Somewhere in the world. Sorry for that little noise. I just hit my hand against my mic stand. So I'm not sure if you're in the world eating scrambled eggs and, you know, breakfast sausage or if you're maybe eating lunch or dinner. I don't know. Wherever you're at, I hope you're enjoying yourself. For me, I don't care what time of day it is. I always like to enjoy a coffee. Doesn't matter even if it's 15 or 20 minutes, you know, away from my bedtime. I can actually drink a coffee at night. Doesn't matter, decaf or not decaf, I can still fall right asleep. It's crazy. But anyway, glad to have you here. It is Sunday, October 16th, 2022. And the world is still crazy. But anyway, but here at His Hard Line, I am the co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host, they are the ones in charge. They're the ones steering this ship. They're at the helm, and they're the ones that are basically guiding us through this crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. So, again, welcome. But like I always say, as long as you give your life over 100% over to Christ and God and trust that they will lead you and they will guide you through that storm, through all the swells and through all the crazy wind and lightning and sideways rain, they will lead you to that safe harbor so you can finally anchor and get your feet on dry, solid land. You have no idea how important that is and how symbolic that is as well, especially coming from a an assembly standpoint. It is so symbolic as far as, you know, with regards to common law, law of the land versus maritime law, or also known as law of the water or law of the sea. Very, very important symbolism there that I try to make today at, uh, his line. We are joined to do another episode here with, of 1% with him, and we're going to be doing a reading out of Romans 5. But before I get into the reading, two things. I'm going to play a quick sound piece, something I found that I found, uh, you know, I found interesting. I like listening to different pastors and sound clips that I find on TikTok. And I've been finding a lot of really good, a lot of good insight from a lot of different people and pastors. And I'm really loving it. Um, Because at first when I signed up for TikTok, I seemed like it was like nothing but, you know, it seemed like the devil was doing nothing but trying to send nothing but smut and garbage my way, you know, just half naked women. And it's just but now I finally liked enough pages. And I think I liked enough profiles that actually contain the right material. So all that stuff got filtered out of the algorithm. Thank God. So beware, if you ever sign up for TikTok, just go on a search bar and just start searching for like good wholesome pages. Anything with scripture, right? Or jokes or comedy. Uh, just anything, right? Because the more pages you like, by the way, and you start sharing stuff like that on TikTok, the quicker your garbage videos will filter out via the algorithms. But yeah, when I first sign, signed up for TikTok, again, the whole reason I did that is to post my you know dumb witty one-liner dad jokes on there. But man, I tell you, I, I looked at my wife, I'm like, what is this garbage? She goes, oh, same thing happened to me, except with, you know, videos of guys. I'm like, ugh. Like, that's cool. But anyway, so um, where was I going at with all that? Um, I was going to make a point, and now I have a brain fart. But anyway, that's what happens. It's been a long day for me. I've been rained on all day today on my regular day job, and we are back here. Oh, but what I was going to say... Uh, Not to pull a bait and switch. I was going to do an EDU spot segment uh, after this show, but instead um, I don't know if some of you heard the, well, it was a three, almost, I think a three, three plus hour interview that Destry did on the show called, uh, I think it's called power, passion, freedom with, uh, now I can't forget. Now I can't remember her name. What was her name? I I can't, you know, I can't botch it. I got to look on rumble real quick. Hold on with, um, Cause I do not want to get people's names wrong. Cause that would, that would make me feel bad. Um, Lena, I think her name is, I can't remember, but it's a, I posted it on my telegram, great interview Destry did. If you're looking to know more about the assembly and you want to get, you know, involved, you want to know more information, go listen to that, go on my telegram. I've shared it. If you know somebody in the, in, the, in the assembly, chances are pretty good. They've shared it. If nothing else, you can go to national hyphen assembly.net and I'm pretty sure Destry will post that uh, video link on national. So um, it's a really, it's a really, really, really good. Um, it's a really good interview. So I'm going to be pay- playing a couple sound bites that I felt like were really relevant. If you want to hear the whole thing, I highly recommend going over to that and, giving it a good listen. They've asked some really good questions over there. And so I'm going to be doing a national assembly update and more after this show. Um, And then tomorrow we will be doing an EDU spot where I will be talking about the forefathers monument. That's out East. I believe it's out there in, Oh, I want to say it's in um, Massachusetts. I can't remember, but it's basically kirk cameron went out and visited it and it it basically it's it lays out the perfect blueprints to a successful nation so we're gonna be talking about that tomorrow we're gonna play a nice 17 or 16 17 minute clip that kirk cameron is in i highly recommend you at least listen to it if you haven't seen the video um but anyway so um there is that so the 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 clip i want to play i
2: But I just wanted to quick rip it. And I was like, this is.
1: That are so up in your own business that they often forget about their own, you know, log in their own eye. Right. They're so worried about somebody else's salvation. They don't even think about their own when they got a lot of stuff that they need to repent and fix in their own life. That used to be me. 100% 100% that used to be me. I will make no you know, quips or qualms about it. I will not make any excuses for it. That used to be me. Not anymore, but that used to be. So let's give this a quick listen and we will get right into the reading.
2: And we got to be very careful with looking at other people wondering if they're saved or not listen to me worry about your own salvation and let others worry about theirs we become so judgmental in the church well I don't, I don't really think that you're they're saved pastor I don't really think you're saved neither you wanna have that conversation right that is not your job to determine who's saved and who's not worry about your own salvation that is in Christ Jesus I'm about to say something it's gonna make some of y'all mad it's gonna make you mad what are you gonna do if you get to heaven and Jeffrey Dahmer's there <laughs> did you not see his documentary he said he gave his life to Jesus did he not oh but it's not real who are you to say I don't know pastor well I don't know neither that's why I'm not God the Apostle Paul killed Christians he didn't eat them but he killed them right right I'm being real right he killed them did he not kill families did he not kill children the Apostle Paul he said I was the chief of sinners that's what he said he identified himself as a chief Of sinners but yet he understood how great Jesus was that he did not even deserve to be saved now I say that to make a point because God's salvation is so rich that we can't even understand it listen what Jeffrey Dahmer did was very very bad and demonic very bad and demonic but I'm here to tell you Jesus died for Jeffrey Dahmer too at the cross he did Jesus came for the worst of the worst he came for the ungodly he came for those that were in messes he came for you and I,
1: mm, 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 powerful, powerful. God sees all sin equal. I think what is it? I think somewhere in the Bible. I think it's a New Testament, but I'm pretty sure. I think the only unforgivable sin is when you take, uh, when you know, when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, blaspheme God, you know, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ think if I recall correctly, I think that's the one unforgivable sin. But let me tell you, very powerful message because, yeah, what would you do if you still had your conscious, you know, memory of earth when you got up to heaven and you saw someone like Jeffrey Dahmer or Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, Hmm? What would you do? Um, God? Um, not sure why you would, uh, have these guys up here. They did some pretty bad stuff down on Earth. Yeah, I know. Why do you think I sent my one and only son to die for all of you? Anyway, I heard that. I was like, that is too good not to share. Okay. Time is not on my side today. <clears throat> I'm going to get right into the reading so we can get into the, because uh, I got to upload some more audio after this show. So we can get into the, uh, his hardline discussion with the national assembly update and more. Got a few good, exciting updates there on um, in a way they're going to be vague, but still good updates because, you know, I can't give too much away. Um, And yeah, tomorrow we'll do the EDU spot tomorrow. Um, But I also have a county assembly meeting that I do have to make. So uh, I got a packed evening this evening. So we will get right into the reading. So Romans chapter five, New American Standard Bible, verse one, it reads, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and celebrate in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, for one will hardly die for a righteous person, though perhaps for the good person, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much, much then have now been justified, having now just been uh, justified by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also celebrate in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin, and so death spread to all mankind, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not counted against anyone when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the violation committed by Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the gracious gift is not like the offense, for if by the offense of the one, the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for on the one hand, the judgment arose from one offense, resulting in condemnation, but on the other hand, the gracious gift arose from many offenses resulting in justification. For if by the offense of the one death reigned through the one, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one offense the result was condemnation to all mankind, so as also through one act of righteousness the result was justification of life to all mankind. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The law came in so that the offense would increase, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, so also grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I love the book of Romans. One of my, I would say, you know, definitely top five. (laughs) I like the book of Romans. So what does Romans chapter five mean? So in Romans five, it begins by exploring the great benefit that come with being declared righteous by God through faith in Christ's death for our sin on that cross. And by justifying us in this way in Christ, God made peace with us forever. So we also stand in God's grace by our faith. And we continue to receive good from God instead of the judgment we deserve before our sins were forgiven. But more, we can now rejoice in the sure hope that we will one day experience the glories of God. One can hope. And because of that redemption, we can even rejoice in our sufferings. And now this doesn't mean that, that suffering will make us feel happy. But, if, but it, it does mean that our suffering accomplishes something. For Christians, suffering produces endurance and the ability to trust God more and longer. And Endurance produces character and the greater tendency to do the right thing and the thing that honors God. And Christians of proven character become hopeful people, convinced that the bottom line truth of their reality is that they will spend eternity with God in glory. Absolutely. I was just telling my wife the other day when we were getting into our debate about, you know, whether or not you should go to a priest or not for, for forgiveness, right? When you confess your sins, right? You guys already heard that. So I'm not going down that story again. However, one point was made and I kind of made a joke, but it was also serious at the same time. She was saying, my wife was saying, she goes, cause I told her, I'm like, well, <clears throat> What if someone suffered their whole life, never really got to know Jesus, really in general, right? You never got to know Jesus, and even if you did hear of Jesus, you you never really knew how to ask God directly for forgiveness. Like you didn't have, you know, you you had some fundamental knowledge, but not a whole lot, right? Like I don't know, kindergartner level knowledge which that could still probably be a lot more advanced than most adults have. But <clears throat> she was like, well, you know, if you, somebody's suffering, she goes, I really think that because of their suffering, that they would, you know, even without confessing their sins in general, whether to a priest or to God directly, that, you know, if they had enough suffering in, on this earth that they would maybe probably have a, you know, I'm not sure how this works, but, you know, or if it works like this, but, you know, this is what her opinion was and her interpretation was, was that. You know, they did a lot of suffering in this world. and They probably got a fast track to heaven. I said, well, (laughs) I just looked at her and I'm like, you certainly probably will have a fast track to heaven too. Because with all of your medical faux pas that you have and ER visits and as many, you know, miscarriages that you went through and almost dying because of a pulmonary embolism, you know, years ago and, and, and. Oh man, just everything. I'm like, I said, I don't think you have to worry <laughs> about having to go to a priest. I, th- I said, you suffered enough in his life. I think, I think God's going to give you a lot of grace and, and, and bring you in his kingdom. And she just kind of looked at me kind of like half annoyed, but she also didn't have much to say because she knew I was right. As far as all the suffering she had been gone, you know, that she's gone through, through most of her life, being adopted and dealing with that emotional trauma, you know, being raised. And, uh, yeah, it was just an interesting conversation, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but the thing is, is Paul <clears throat> says that it is obviously, you know, excuse me, did I, did I skip a little forward in these notes here? No. Um, but again, is this, is this hope risky? No. <clears throat> and Paul says it's absolutely, absolutely not risky. Why? Why? because God had poured his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And if the God of the universe loves us, we can be confident that he is definitely worth trusting, I I would say. And God has proved that love to us in that while we were still sinners and Christ died for us. And so, you know, God didn't want to wait for us to get stronger or better. He acted first to resolve the dispute between us which is one of the reasons why he sent his son, his one and only son, hence John 3, 16, his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us at the exact right time to save us. The result is that we are no longer enemies of God because of our sin. We have been saved from his wrath and reconciled to him through Jesus when we come to him in faith. Now, this change... God has brought about in our relationship is permanent and we are reconciled forever. Now, I can tell you there's probably a lot of people out there of various faiths and religions that would probably disagree with this. But I heard somebody, in fact, it was the podcast that that Destry was on with Lena on uh, her power, passion, freedom podcast, and she said it toward the end. And I love what she said, because I completely agree. And I've actually said this out loud to my wife. Following Christ and God, and doing the right thing, and and, and salvation, right, and and basically being able to enter the kingdom of heaven, yes, it seems difficult for many, but really is a simple process. And she said it herself, if it's complicated, it's satanic. If it's simple, it's divine, or something along those lines. And I absolutely agree. There shouldn't have to be a whole another set of books that you have to go read and reference outside of the Holy Bible that has all these other different rules and and traditions and you must do this, you must do that, you have to say this prayer in order for you know to get this. And it's like no, no. Following God and Jesus Christ and uh, inviting Christ into your heart while seeking the heart of Christ is not, should not, and absolutely I don't think was designed to ever be a complicated process, ever, because if it was complicated, my God, nobody would get saved, and so Paul then shifts to a, consp- you know, a comparison between the work accomplished by the first man, which was Adam, and what Christ did for us on the cross. And Adam was created spe- especially by God from dust and placed in the garden with one restriction. Adam broke God's command, introducing sin and death to the world. But you can also thank Eve for that, because Eve was the one who deceived her husband. Not to place the... Uh, blame on women that's not that's not exactly what my point is but my point is is that you know if you're looking at the hierarchy of god man woman and then child you know yeah adam should have had enough discernment to know or at least to question hey where'd you get that fruit eve before i take a bite of that because i'm pretty certain god said we can have anything in this garden except that one where did that fruit come from And so all who followed Adam, everyone, unfortunately, was born into sin and eventually died. And that, you know, of course, continues into this day. Now, Christ, on the other hand, made a different choice. Now, instead of disobeying, as Adam had done, he obeyed. And Adam's choice brought sin and death to many millions of people. So one man's actions in the very, very beginning in that garden brought about sin and death to many. Now, you got the action of another man, Jesus, whose choice brought the opportunity for escape from sin and death by a free gift of God's grace to everyone who believes. And Adam's choice brought condemnation. Jesus' act brought justification. Major extremes, but very simple. Hence why God gave us free will. Believe in my son and proclaim that he is the living God, he is the one who resurrected, who died on that cross and and paid for your sins in advance with his blood and water that spilled out of his side when he got stabbed by that spear. You believe in all of that and that he resurrected from the dead? You're good. But again, remember, you still got to have works. All right. I mean, yeah, you, you still have to have works. But the biggest thing is believing in his son. That's the biggest thing. And so Paul concludes at the chapter with the startling idea that one of God's purposes for the law was to increase the amount of law breaking on the earth. What? It's not that Paul means God's law was intended to make people actually sin more, but rather the presence of the law meant that God's God's will was revealed. And so every disobedience was all the more obviously wrong. The result of that increased awareness of sin was an increase in God's grace to to cover more and more sin as people trust in Christ's death to cover it. So in that way, God's grace always defeats human sin no matter what. And as we'll cover in the next chapter tomorrow, Paul will address one possible corruption of this idea. And this is the false claim that Paul's teaching on grace implies that sinning is a good thing. And since more sin means more grace, as he does elsewhere in his letter, Paul will vehemently reject this teaching and show why it is false. Very interesting. I tell you, you know, Romans is a very deep book very, very deep book. Like I said, I, I, uh, I get all my reference material for this on a uh, Bible ref.com. And I think, uh, saw Rita, she posted uh question, get dot questions.org slash how dash can I dash be dash saved. Yeah. That's another good one. In fact, I have that pinned up here. gotquestions.org. questions.org. It's a very good resource. If you ever have questions about anything faith related, check that out too. So there's Bible Ref and then there's gotquestions.org. Bibleref.com, gotquestions.org. So anyway, let's do a quick prayer so I can upload some more media and then we'll continue on to the uh, His Hardline Discussion, National Assembly Update. Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for this day and for another day day of life and good health for ourselves and our family and friends that we care very much for. Thank you for a wonderful weekend and thank you for the coming weeks ahead in the coming months. We look forward to following your will and your guidance as we continue on through this crazy storm. We know there's much to cross our path. We know that there's gonna be still more challenges ahead, but we know that as long as we trust in you and that we follow you, and believe that you are totally in control and you have us exactly right where you need us. As it states 365 times, give or take, as you always said, fear not, and we will do our best to not fear. We come to you and ask for forgiveness of our sins. Please amend our life and help guide us that we continuously walk down the righteous path and follow in your son's footsteps. In your holy son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray Amen. And so that is all we have for today for 1% with him in the book of Romans chapter 5. And I want to say, remember, here at his hard line, I haven't said this in a while because I've been brain fogging lately, but we are firm. We're uncompromising. We're steadfast. The reason why this is called his hard line, this is not my hard line. This is the Lord's line. It's God's line. We are the ones here in this world that have to sow those seeds and spread the word of God and the great news about Jesus Christ. Even if it's in the form of a hug, if nothing else, just to show someone that's struggling in life, just to let someone else know through that simple act and demonstration that somebody cares for them, that no one can hug like that except somebody who has Christ in their heart. Because you can tell the warmth and the effectiveness of a hug depending on who's really genuinely meaning that hug. So anyway, I hope you all have a blessed weekend, a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back here in about yeah, five or eight minutes, give or take. Just give me some minute, a uh, few minutes. I got to upload some uh, audio. We'll be back here. We'll just say right around four o'clock for a His Highline discussion. All right. Thanks for joining us here. And we'll see you on the other side. And if not, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
0: and don't forget to check out our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates